Welcome back to a special edition of the Storm Cellar, uh, the phone edition. Uh, Ray, you are still at work, <laughs> so we're going to try and squeeze this in. Hopefully your boss won't mind. Uh, how you doing? Oh, how, how are you I'm, feeling? I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing great. And the reason why go. my phone might be, the reason why my phone is coming and going the way it is, is because I'm driving like a madman four hours north of Calgary. And uh, this, this episode was too important to not discuss and let go. And, and that's I the real Great White North. Yeah, it is. It is the Great White North. I'll, I'll be out in the middle of nowhere, uh, headed to a community called Edson. And, uh, and uh, our, our Canadian and mostly Albertan listeners will know where I'm headed. But uh, yeah, I'm on the highway right now, uh, heading up to do some, do some late night work. But the, it, this was just too, too important to let pass. We talked about this yesterday in the podcast, the importance of the, uh, the trade deadline. Are we going to stand pat? What's going to happen? And two things of note for the team today. And the first, we already kind of discussed, we knew it was happening. KK signed long-term, eight years, uh, $4 million on average a year, I believe, is what yep. it comes to. Four, four point eight having him aboard. But yeah, so, so there it is. Uh, KK is locked up. Uh, thank you very much, Hav. Uh, we'll take him. And certainly, this has got to do a lot for his confidence to know that the team, the organization, uh, didn't see him as just a, a gimmicky seal of retribution for what happened with Sebastian Ajo and the Montreal Canadiens. They see his talent. They know what he can do. And now he's got that little injection of, of confidence that he'll need to continue on and uh, really turn things up, hopefully just in time for this strong playoff run. What was, what was your take? Uh, I think it's great. I'm really happy for KK. Uh, he is doing about uh, looking at, I, I, I knocked it down to points per minute and he's a, doing about a third better than his replacement for which the Habs traded a first round pick. If you look minute by minute and KK is playing fourth line versus second line minutes. We know that he has this guy. I mean, he and Sveshnikov look great out there together on the second line. So I think that's really something to look forward to. Only downside is now that it's all official, uh, I can't see Trocek coming back uh, because then you're paying a third line center, you know, or a fourth line center $4 million. I just don't see that happening. So I think uh, this is officially the end of Trocek. Uh, I'd love to be wrong, uh, but we shall see. Uh, and then. Yeah. The other part of the day becomes Max Domi, which is, if this trade works out, this is a very Don Waddell trade, meaning uh, it was on nobody's radar. He does add a little scoring touch, but he adds a lot of sandpaper. And that's maybe, maybe one of those things that, you know, the last few games have showed us that, you know, we could use. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm with you. And the, the shock that I have, that this deal happened at all uh, is kind of twofold here. Number one, I never envisioned that a team within our division would be willing to part with a player of Domi's 
skill and ability um, to, to someone within the same division. Moreover, this was a three-way trade involving the Florida Panthers, who we very well could be playing in the Eastern Conference Final or somewhere else in between, depending on how the rest of the season goes. Yeah, how, how, often, how often do teams that you are competing with agree to work together to make a deal for your team, especially if you could be a potential opponent. And moreover, and moreover, because this is a three-way deal, we're looking at, I mean, that's how it was possible for us to get under the salary cap. Because the salary cap hit on Max Domi straight up is 5.8, I believe. That's right. And so now we're looking at a couple of teams eating up the salary to allow this to happen. Now, let's, let's maybe just go through the exact deal, who goes where for whom and what. Let's touch on that really quickly. Sure. For what we know, the Hurricanes got Max Domi. They also got a D-man from Florida, uh, Tyler Inamoto. He's at the University of Wisconsin. Uh, he he looks like a pretty average college player. I'm not sure anything's going to come from that. Blue Jackets received uh, our 94th pick, which was Aiden, and I'm going to butcher this name. We all know Raychuk from us. Uh, who okay? Uh, yeah, that, that, I'm I'm okay with that. The Panthers yeah. part is what I don't get. They get Igor Korshkov from us. They get a six round pick from Columbus. So that's the movement. The really interesting part to me, and, and you hit the nail on the head, is Domi was a $5.8 million cap hit. So for folks who don't know, you can have a three-way deal, and two of those teams can retain up to 50% of that player's salary. So in this case, Columbus is retaining $2.65 million of Domi's salary. They traded him technically to Florida. Florida then retains 50% of what's left, which means they are retaining $1.325 million. Then technically Florida's trading him to us, and our cap hit on him is only $1.3 million, leaving us with about $400,000 of cap space. I'm flabbergasted that Florida was willing to make this deal because it does make the Canes better, I think, potentially in two ways. I really don't see what they got out of it. I really don't. I, you know, I think this might be one of those you scratch our back and we'll scratch yours later kind of deals because at the very least, the Hurricanes, that is Ty Domi. If you don't know who Ty Domi is, go to YouTube, type in Ty Domi. You're going to see a lot of fights, right? You're going to see a lot of hits. You're going to see a guy who likes to pester people. His son is a, a quite a bit of that, but has had some scoring touch in the NHL. He's been off the last few seasons. There's no doubt about that. But when we look at his long term for Max, um, when he was, so he originally was in Montreal in 2018-19, you know, he had 72 points. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with that, right? Uh, then, you know, another year in oh, Montreal, no, no, no. 44 points. He goes to Columbus and he's been on a skid. He's still producing about 50% higher than uh Martin up, who is at least temporarily going to replace. So he's somebody who has the potential, at least, to upgrade your top six forwards and add some grit. 
and we didn't really give up anything other than we're taking on 1.3 million of his 5.8 million dollar salary. If this works out, man, that is that's a steal. It, it's not a, it's not going to win us or not win us a cup. It's not that kind of move, I don't think. But you've just added some muscle, and and he's it, for anybody who sees it, he's listed as five foot eight or five foot nine, I think, Ray. But it's always his dad. And yeah. Ty Domi was not a pushover. You know, Ty Domi would fight a Donald Brashear. He would fight, you know, a Tom Wilson and not have to worry about it. So, oh, yeah. No, he, he would, uh, he would chuck knuckles, you know, with, with anyone. And he was always pretty, always pesky, always spicy. And, and Max Domi just has more, more scoring ability than what his dad did. And that's, yeah. The question that we have at this point now is which Max Domi are we getting? Are we getting the 70-point Max Domi from Montreal? Or are we getting the Max Domi who struggled with the Blue Jackets? Now, I would suggest to you that putting him in the environment that the Hurricanes have and in that locker room will only bolster his confidence. A coach like Rod Brindamore is going to be able to uh, give him the confidence that he needs. And and I I actually really love this deal. I think it gives us a depth that we now have. Uh, It's a depth that we have now in our forwards with skill and, of course, with the type of game that we're going to need to play. I mean, in the playoffs, you're going to see more of that first period like we had against Washington on Friday night. Absolutely. And you tell me, how would Max Domi have looked that night in a Hurricanes jersey? Sorry to interrupt, Ray, but when no. we were trades, and, and, and this will get released before probably, the, probably our weekend pod. I, I originally I was thinking we needed an upgrade. We needed a, a defensive defenseman with some body, right? Maybe a yeah. another Johnny Hockenpah esque, and then we needed scoring. And it's and our defense is still one of the top in the league, so it was less about needing to upgrade defensively in and of itself to prevent scoring as much as it was is we need another person who can be really good in the defensive zone, but also has an edge to their game, and the yeah. Waddell brought in a player who, in theory, fits both of the things that we said we thought we needed. Potentially, he can score. We don't know if we're going to get Montreal Domi or if we're going to get Columbus Domi, but I've never felt that Columbus was a high-powered offense to begin with. I mean, you have line A and a few folks out there who can score goals. That's you know, but I feel I'm like you. I feel in this environment with this team, with the players he will have around him. You know, if, if he even if he, even if he is the Columbus version of Max Domi, he's still scoring at a much higher rate. Than and I love Marty, but let's keep Marty out there on an energy line, you know, and to grind and check and do his thing. And if that relieves some of the pressure, Max can do some of that. He also, even if he stays consistent with what he has done this season in Columbus, is going to put him, you know, get more goals and more assists for you than Martin is. I know Marty's well, a fan favorite. I love Martin Nook, but I this do. is this is Martin Nook ratched up a notch. Now here's 
I, and I know we weren't going to go especially long here today, so perhaps we can wrap up on this, although I, with me putting it out there to you, this may be a whole new kettle of fish, you know, that we're dealing with. I'm going to ask you, Max Domi is in the lineup. Now, what are your lines? I haven't even gotten that far. <laughs> um, I, it, it was such a surprise. Yeah. I, didn't, so, I didn't see Domi joining the, the team, and so you don't consider it. But look at, like, who is, I guess, maybe don't give, the, maybe you don't have to give the lines that you think that we have or that will work best, but who's the odd man out? Because now we've got some serious, like, we've got a strong lineup. Like you mentioned, Martin Hook is, is hurt, but would be able to come back. Stepan and Jarvis have both been taking turns in the press box. We, uh, Nino Niederreiter, who was out for the suspension, is back in the lineup. Where do, we, right. put, where do I, we put these players now? I think you're going to see... Uh, Martinuk, Domi, and uh, probably uh, Stephen Lawrence on that on that side taking turns. Oh. Uh, depending on the situation, maybe. Um, I, I think Martinuk is the natural person to sit uh, with Domi here. Uh, I, I don't know that Rod will just do that to him, but it, it's a great problem to have, right? Especially with Nino back. I don't think you you need to try and force. Uh, Domi onto the top two lines, but if you're going, you know, if if Rod is set on top six Martinook, I think that just becomes top six Domi, and I think then it's going to be, you know, it, it's going to be one of the fourth line guys or Martinook is going to start rotating out. I, I don't see how yeah. else that plays. See, like when when you threw the names out, I was thinking now Domi has played center before yes is he a, a center or is he just a wing center and left wing is what he's listed as uh but you know how that goes um it's just kind of like kk right he, he could do either or but he's a natural center uh to he us do it all so but yeah so i i think you can probably <laughs> play max wherever you need him uh but could center you imagine officially listed could you could you imagine a, a lineup that Say the fourth line is is Domi, Martinuk, and Laurent. Think uh, about I, think uh, about I'm, I'm the down for that. four checks there, and the energy and the grit in that lineup. And Rod does not fear putting out the fourth line when he needs puck control. When he needs, you know what I'm saying? Like when he needs. To give the team a lift, he'll throw that fourth line out there, and they spend all their time just forechecking the heck out of the opposition. And it really gives that energy, the hitting, the, the I mean, I'm just and, and I'm I'm trying to think. Well, that would that would have then then you're looking at the third line, which, gee, I don't even know how you would do it. You've got Okay, Saul with Nino and Boss. Mm-hmm. And then your second line, Trocek, Jarvis, who am I missing? 
I'm going to guess fetch the cost, but um, well, no, because see, I was thinking fetch the cost on the top I line the with Baja and Turbo. Line. I I love right. the SAT line. It is so strong. Nages, there it is. So Trochik, Nages, and Jarvis. Right when you're on the road and I'm like pacing around my house, right? <laughs> yeah. What a what a what a good problem to have, though. Exactly. I mean, and and so now for the next for now for the next month, Rod's job is going to be tinkering with the line and see what we can do. Who Domi will gel with? I left KK out. So, I mean, look at how much we have. Look at how yeah, much I, we have. Uh, it, it's a small move, but I think it might be an impactful move. So, um, yeah. without, you know, like, like we said, we want to keep this short because I want you to be safe on the road. My little one's got to go to bed. Uh, one of the things I want to bring up real quick, Ray, and I don't know if you've heard anything being from Canada or not. It was first announced. A number of people were like, oh, you know, Max Domi, he's another one of those. And then in the context that after the, there was an attack in Canada by, I, I believe the man was Somali, uh, Max had gone on Twitter and, and made a statement about immigration and needing to strengthen immigration laws. Everything I've read, it looks like he, whether he scaled back from that due to political pressure or because it was his feelings, you know, he kind of went back to say, oh, you know, I'm not saying we need to stop immigrants from coming. We need to be careful about separating out, trying to, you know, trying to make sure people that are coming are good people. I'm hoping that that was reactionary to dramatic event that just happened. Other than that, there's been a couple other small things that I, for me personally, I don't like, but they're not things I hold uh, against him. I have seen a number of articles and things about him supporting both Black Lives Matter as well as the LGBTQ plus community. I believe he was the HAB LGBTQ uh, rep. According to an article when he was with Montreal, Domi was saying, you know what, if you can play, you can play. Uh, echoing the catchphrase of the You Can Play Project, whose mission is to ensure a quality, respect, and safety for all athletes. He went on to say, nowadays, there's no judgment across the board for anything. Doesn't matter. Sex, race, whatever it is, everybody's welcome. Uh, everybody's got the same opportunity, should be given the same opportunity to do what they want. It wasn't the first time he had supported uh, LGBTQ plus causes since joining the Habs. The other one is a statement about Black Lives Matter. This, I think, was on Twitter, maybe. The short version is he says, you know, I understand our world is fragmented. As a white person, my experiences are inherently privileged. I understand that and worry that saying the wrong thing will create more division. He goes on to say that as an athlete and teammate, I firmly believe that we're stronger together than we'll be apart. It saddens me to know what kind of skill and talent we've lost to this division and to things like segregation. I'm kind of paraphrasing. Sign Black Lives Matter and Black Futures Matter. So I don't know what to think of him off the ice, but being a podcast, we're going to stick to his on the ice performance as we, we and, do, but I'm not sure I'm ready to just uh, write this guy off yet. For better or for worse, well, a lot of athletes probably have personal opinions that many of us disagree with. They're just smart enough to keep it to themselves. Max, at least, has shown that at least publicly, he appears to be saying and doing a lot of the right things. Let's all take a little time and, and take a look and, and, and see what we can figure out about this guy, because initially, I was very worried about that. And the more I read, the more articles and things I'm able to find where he is coming out publicly in support of, of groups that we, we believe deserve support. So 
I just wanted to throw out that out there real quick. And it's it's good that you did. I think the only thing to mention in and amongst all of this is that he is an unrestricted free agent. So is he someone that may become, say, long-term where he does super well? Maybe we win a cup and he says, hey, I love this. I love this town. I love the fans. They're fantastic. Maybe I want to stick around. You know what? Maybe we end up signing him long-term. The odds are kind of slim to that. So seeing him as a rental right now, all he has to do is give us everything he's got. All 110 cliche percent every night, which is what Rod's going to ask of him, and we'll be okay. You know what I mean? I think that's really what we have to look at. Absolutely. Thank you for calling in, Ray. Thank you for taking the time. Please be safe because it's not just uh, going to the Great White North up there, but it's also probably starting to get a little later in your time. So I know that's a lot of you. Yeah, you betcha. I I appreciate that. And look, I thank you for being willing to do it because when we started the idea of having this conversation, I didn't know I was going to be driving. And then I said, oh, you know, it, it sucks that I'm driving, but you know what? This is too important to let go. And, and to be this excited about the move and for us to talk about the team and the plethora of riches that we have, the veritable cornucopia of talent on this lineup, it's always fun to have this discussion. So I appreciate you taking the time. I will be well. I hope our listeners will be well. There's really only one thing left to say at this point, isn't there? Go Canes. Go Canes. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Ray and I greatly appreciate your support in helping us produce an informative and fun podcast. As always, we'd like to say that we believe hockey is for everyone, whether you're a Caniac or a bunch of jerks doesn't matter, as we're just a couple of jerks anyway. We would love to hear your questions, comments, and suggestions. We will do our best to answer anything hockey-related. You can reach us by email at stormseller97 at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at stormseller97. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash stormseller97.